Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my far left is... Oh, Brad. <laughs> to my left is... James. I did, that on, I did that on purpose to see if Brad was actually paying attention. He, Not just listening to the show, but paying attention to the show. He has important technical things that he has to do. That's right. He does. There, uh, in his cage. Yeah, that... so he's actually on the other side of the room through a soundproof... We're in a soundproof... Uh, booth. Right. Brad is in the control room. Yeah, he is. And so I just wanted to make sure that he was listening to us. Next to the phone. Talk. So if you have any questions or comments, call in. There's not a yes. phone number. Just I don't know. Yeah, just call, call somebody. in. Call in. Um, you know, just and call. He'll be the one to answer. Go. The soundproof booth Go. means that I can kill you, and no one will know. <laughs> if if <laughs> you sounds need, really cool on my end. <laughs> if you need to call us, just go. Hey, real nerds, and we'll know. We'll we'll know. Goonie, shout out. Anyways, I was born after that movie. Yeah, but you should still see it. No, I know. I was just I wanted to throw that out there. Have you not seen it? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. of course I've seen it. It's I a great movie. It it's all right. I haven't seen great. Like, it's like in between. Like I sometimes I really like it. Other times, like yeah, it's all right. Yeah. But then sometimes I, I watch it. Man, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I respect that movie more than I enjoy it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway. Anyways, this week we saw Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Um, it was yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for that uh, one. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna. Wink right up there with um, some of our greatest episodes ever. I'm hoping so. Yeah, so we're gonna <laughs> be uh, we're gonna dive into some box office numbers with our sound technician, Brad. Do you want me to do it or you want to do it? I, I don't you have do the it. numbers in yeah, front you of you. That's your you bit, dude. I was reluctant to give it to you because it also has my what I've been watching this week on it. So I don't want to like give well, it don't away. Don't do don't do that yet. Yeah, we're um, gonna do the movies. Just to the box office now. So here it is. Did I put a theme song last week? No. Uh, no. Okay. Oh, uh, before we get into this, I want to say that Mia the cat is okay. That was a sound effect that Brad put in last week. She has lived. No, he got it's that a sound, sound effect from the actual event. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He recorded that sound from the cat. But she's okay. It is a real cat sound. I put the clean audio in so you could actually <laughs> enjoy the carnage. We got the cat. We had to wrestle the cat into this booth mm-hmm. and then record the cat. Yep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was that Daffy Duck? That was. That was supposed to be a cat, but that was terrible. <laughs> oh wow! All right. So, what happened last week, Brad? Last weekend's box office. Here we go. Uh, number one was The Vow. I vow to never <laughs> see that movie. Oh, Boom! Man. Forty-one million dollars. Now, is that one in Nicholas Nickleby, Nicholas Sparks' book? No, I but have no they idea. kind of marketed it as one. Yeah, it looks like one. Um, number two was Safe House with. One million less than that with forty million. You know, no house is safe. No house is safe. Oh, sorry, that's the real title according to the Marquis. Yeah, yeah the Marquis also say no house is safe. Um, number three was Journey to the Island of. That was actually kind of shocking. I'm, I'm amazing. But you know why it's not million? that amazing? Do you know who is in that movie? The um, Rock. Like they oh. they they did. A, I read an interesting article where The Rock has it does this interesting thing where he comes aboard on franchises after the fact. And, you know, he did Fast Five, which is the highest grossing Fast and Furious movie. And then Journey 2 opened at something like four or five more million dollars than the first one. And uh, so they're expecting really big numbers for G.I. Joe retaliation with The Rock. I believe it. Yeah, because he's awesome. Also because the first G.I. Joe didn't do that well, and this one looks better for more mainstream people. And anyway. The Rock's in it. Yeah. The Rock, he pulls people. Number four was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace 3D uh, with 22 million. He, sorry, how much he money shutters, did you make? But he saw it. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I yeah. stood in line with yeah. those other losers. And number five was Chronicle with 12 million. 
I'm amazed that movie's still around. Yeah. Um, that's weird. I would imagine that Woman in Black or Big Miracle would be higher than that. But so they're yeah. not. Cool. Big surprise, The Vow, with that much money. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. It, it blew. Yeah. Actually, all these movies, it, if I don't know if you read any articles about the box office report. It's the first time there's four movies over $20 million in a non-holiday weekend ever really? in movie Maybe history. Times are changing. Maybe the blockbuster season is going to be January, <laughs> February, and yeah, summer's right. going to just tank. Well, I think it's because... Uh. Um, the fall, you mean there was some good movies, but there wasn't enough to sustain interest, and people kind of wanted exactly. to get out and yeah. see movies. Yeah, they all for good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know the, the movies that would normally, you know, usually people would still be saying Mission Impossible or uh, We Found a Zoo or something like that. But you should those, still those be seeing Ghost Protocol. <laughs> yeah, you should still be seeing Ghost Protocol. It's it yeah, made absolutely. over two hundred million dollars. It's actually the highest grossing Tom Cruise movie worldwide. It's oh, it's good. at like eight hundred million or something worldwide. It deserves it. It's also the highest grossing Mission Impossible, also, yep. right? Yeah. I'd believe it. Because yeah. yeah, it's not better so than yeah. three, but close. Agreed. Those are your box office figures. What's next, Ryan? That would be the DVD Roundup with Brad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made it more exciting. Yeah, because I, I looked at this week. I really know that exciting. Oh, really? What is it coming out this week? Well, I'm um, looking to buy a DVD, Brad. I guess for most people, the big release is Puss in Boots. Oh, you can man. buy that on 3D, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, DVD. Um, sorry, Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy, and DVD. Um, if that's not your uh, cup of tea do <laughs> um, that. you might also enjoy tower heist on blu-ray oh, dvd hey, digital hey, copy i want to see that or dvd i will stream it <laughs> i might get it if at red I, box. I might get it at red box or red box yeah. um i don't know who's gonna buy jay edgar on blu-ray dvd and <laughs> ultraviolet <laughs> i was looking there's like three different versions of that movie yeah there's a there's the blu-ray dvd ultraviolet download then there's the dvd <laughs> then there's a movie only version which i guess no special features but it's also a blu-ray dvd combo huh yeah so who's buying that? maybe that's just for rental like maybe maybe it's listed on there but it's i don't know it's on digital bits like weird. if to buy on amazon hmm. that's so i guess weird. if you're like know. You know, I how much own the movie, well, but I don't want to know how they made it. But how and much could you possibly be saving? Like two dollars? Are they really going to oh, take yeah. that yeah, much money? Price. No, I know. But that's yeah. crazy. I've never seen that before. Just get the you know, complete edition. Yeah. Um, Watch the special features. The way on Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, there combo. we go. See, there's one that I actually no, want to on see. on Blu-ray and DVD separately. Yeah, that, that's a movie that I actually missed last year that I really want to see. Yeah, you actually tried to get us to see it. I did, yeah. Things, yeah. Yeah, it was. I forget what we saw instead. But, I um, hope that it's really good so that I can throw that in your throat. Um, <laughs> and then TV show-wise, we got Weed Season 7. I've never seen it. Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> and then Nurse Jackie Season 3 on Blu-ray and DVD. So, might be some fans listening to the podcast that... Looking forward to that. And then also, Unforgiven is getting a Blu-ray book version. What? I love those Blu-ray oh, books. Oh, Blu-ray books are awesome. Yeah. Cool. Unfortunately, I've already got it on HD DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like... Oh. I mean, How do you play do your you HD DVDs? You have a, I have a combo player. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Weird. Doesn't play Quirks 2, though. Sad. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I love the uh, book version of uh, Doctor Strangelove. It's a really cool one. Yeah, they have those like, large photos mm-hmm. in there. And yeah, I've got a notes. book version of uh, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, which yeah. is fantastic. Me too. Mm-hmm. Great. It is. Um, Four hours long, that movie. So, <laughs> that's the roundup. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Nice. 
Uh, now what do we do? Uh, news. We do, we we do, do news. real news, guys. Come on. It's real news. Any, any exciting news for, for us this week? I, really, the, the thing that I kind of... Um, I really liked X-Men First Class, and they kind of uh, said that the new X-Men is going to be kind of Magneto-centric. Which is cool. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what I expected since he was the, probably the most fun part about X-Men yeah, First Class. Yeah, the, the, the writer of it said because um, him and uh, Fassbender and McAvoy are such good actors that it's kind of, they switched roles. So, I mean, um, you know, McAvoy kind of takes a back seat. Yeah, in this one, and um, Fassbender kind of becomes a main character, and that's cool. That's yeah, cool. that's probably what I wanted. Um, yeah, most of the news this week is all sequel news. Yeah, um, basically, it's official now that we're going to get a Muppets two, which lays to rest that whole conversation that we had back when the Muppets came out about whether or not this is something that can last and whether or not the Muppets can actually come back. Um, now, I'm not entirely sure that this means that they have real staying power and that there's going to be a series of Muppet movies, new Muppet movies, but we'll at least get one more, which is cool. Um, as long as they don't do Muppets in space, we'll probably be okay. Yeah. As long as they don't Muppets in space, this, this series again, uh, we should be all right. Um, no, no real news on it as far as like what it's about or how involved Jason Siegel is going to be, but I'm not even sure what the story would be because no. the last one made sense. Like yeah, real life yeah. scenario. They came out of hiatus and yeah, this one would have to be more of a just like here's a fun Muppet story, the way that you know Muppets Take Manhattan or Muppets. The Muppets Take Post 9/11 Manhattan. <laughs> oh. oh no! Oh, it's gosh. always too soon for a 9/11 joke. It's extremely joke. loud and incredibly joke, Muppets. Cause... Oh gosh! <laughs> just <That's>... an idea. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh man. Anyway, on that horrible news, um, uh, Michael Bay has pretty much signed on to do Transformers Four, which is also sad for me. Um, I love the Transformers movie, uh, the, all of all three of them really. Um, and the truth is, I was kind of excited about somebody else coming on and having a, a slightly different visual style, being able to take it into a, a different direction. Which, from uh, what we've heard from the actors, n- nobody's coming back. Like story wise, it's going to be a completely new arc. Um, but you know what? The same things were said about Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, and that didn't turn out very well. So. Um, uh, I mean, since it's Michael Bay, at least the action will be cool, but I was kind of hoping that he would go off and do Bad Boys 3, and I would get, like, a more toned-down Transformers where it's like, you know, I get to relate to robots, and then I see them turn into cars. Well, you kind of knew that, I mean, he was going to come back because Steven Spielberg really wanted him back. I read an interview where Steven Spielberg said that he wants him back big time. Yeah, but... Because he, I guess Steven Spielberg really liked the third one. I really like the third one, but I... I mean, he goes, the third one is so big and goes so far and and takes everything to such an extreme that I feel like if you did another movie, it would have to, uh, I I would want that next movie to take things in a different direction and try and actually tone things down, maybe. Can it be more Um, about the uh, Autobots and Decepticons? They should have the the war on the planet. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, and that's very possible. Um, but three was such a good finisher to the Michael Bay Transformers ridiculousness. I know. Did you that... see Optimus Prime rip off Megatron's yeah, head? Dude, Mortal Megatron, Kombat style. Megatron is dead. Yeah. Um, of course, they'll bring him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still, I I just it it's not. I, you know, I'm sure there are some people who are excited about this, but I am not one of them. Um, 
anyway. Huh, because you like the movies so much. I do, but I it's part of that is that I really want to see Bad Boys 3. <laughs> uh, and this might be the last chance we have to see that before Will Smith is too old. Um, anyway. Brad, you got any news before I do my last thing? No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> there was an article this week. Um, uh, I, well, I read the article on Slash Film, but it, it's uh, based on a study that some people did that basically they found that online piracy has not hurt box office returns in the U.S. since 2003 when BitTorrenting was uh, created, um, but that it does hurt international receipts. Basically, the implication being that uh, which is something that I said back when we had this conversation, that people who torrent are not people who were going to go see that movie in theaters anyway, and that people who torrent uh, overseas um, are torrenting because the movie is in America but isn't in their country yet. They don't have a way to see it yet, which is a service problem, not a pricing problem. It has nothing to do with the fact that people don't want to spend the money. It's more that they aren't getting the, the stuff that they want. Um and this is I, this makes perfect sense to me, and it's it's part of why it's frustrating every time that we see little bits about what people like Warner Brothers are doing to stop piracy and how it is hurting me, the guy who actually wants to buy their DVDs. Um, so it's just it's frustrating, and I, I'm glad that there is some evidence out there where people are saying what I have believed for years. Um, not that this is not to say that people should go out and start pirating things because it only works in this environment where only people on the fringes are doing it. If everybody starts justifying it with this, then people stop going to the movies. But how many people like half write the article? And it's like, Oh sweet. It's okay to pirate now. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the problem. <laughs> well, if you start, it's, it starts to justify the action. Whereas the, you know, it being illegal now is part of why it's not a big deal. A lot of movies now, though, open, like the big movies open overseas first. Um, Spider-Man 3 Some did. Do, yeah. I think The Dark Knight did Yeah, in Japan first. But I think, shoot, uh, I don't think, I have the article about the piracy up here, but I don't have, at the end of the year, they always release a list of what the most, um, what the most torrented movies of the year were, and they are never, well, not, not never, like I think Avatar was one the year that it came out, but... Most of the time, they are not the movies that were the biggest movies that year. Most of the time, they're sort of that second-string movies. Like, I do know for sure that Rango was on the top five this year, hmm. which is not a movie that uh, was, you know, a box office hit, really. But it was a, it was the kind of movie that wouldn't have gotten an international release right away, or even for a while. It was the kind of movie that people might not have been in, too crazy to go see in theaters, but wanted to see anyway, and so you can see how that would make it onto the list. Um so, yeah, it's usually not the trans the Spider Man threes or the yeah. Transformers that are the highest torrented movies. Strangely enough, but I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, it, it says something about the situation that we're in and the way that the internet is changing things. But anyway, that's the news for this week. Fun. So we'll go right into what we've been watching. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I- I'm sure everybody heard that Whitney Houston died this week. So <laughs> I went ahead and watched oh, The sorry. Bodyguard. And I, I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> Whose joke is that you just stole? David Spade. Uh-huh. I've been waiting all week to say that joke. Wednesday's <laughs> 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 oh. like, oh man, that two was days away. Yeah, two days away. I got this joke <laughs> lined up. I did not really see The Bodyguard. Um, 
Oh, really? I, you know what? For some reason, when you said that, I just assumed, oh, yeah, because he probably owns it. That's no. that's clearly a lie. Why would you own that? Yeah. Movie? Well, because I own it. Wow, that, that really cut me to my core. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, I watched Drive again this week. That movie's awesome. Um, that uh, his theme song gets stuck in my head, that like synth... Uh, He's a real human being. I don't even know. Uh-huh. However it goes. I mean, he is a human being. He really likes that goo. But uh, watching it again on uh, Blu-ray, man, Christina Hedricks' head just blows right off. I know. I I remember that being really jarring in the theater. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw it on, on Blu-ray, it's like you can see the bits. Yeah, you can see like half her face fly oh, off. Oh, gosh, and... it's horrible. Yeah, it's, you know. Because I think when you first see it, it's so sudden yeah. that you like you kind of look away. You don't really you don't look right at it. But when you know it's coming, you know, then it's like that. Uh, um, uh, what do you call? It? You know, when you when you have to look at the wreck, right? You just yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah, it's like rubbernecking. Like you just you just stare right at the exploding head because you want to see how bad it really is. <laughs> and when you do that, then it's like, oh gosh, man, they killed Christina Hendricks in that scene. Yeah, but uh, Ryan Gosling's amazing in that movie. He's really like the cool. You know, I, I don't, when I watched it, because this is the first time I saw it since I saw it in theater, I don't remember him talking as much, but he actually kind of has quite a bit of dialogue in it. Oh, yeah, I felt the same way. And, uh, you know, just little things that, you know, even when he's talking to Standard in the bathroom about why he got beat up, is I really like that scene because he's, he's really good in it. Um, I think it's weird because the. How quiet that movie is is so jarring the first time you see it. Mm-hmm. That then the quiet moments really sort of stretch themselves out. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I had the same experience. Where, But when I watched it on Blu-ray, it, it was just like the whole movie was flying by. Yeah. You know, it was over before before I expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I uh, Then I also rewatched Serenity uh, this week. Yeah, uh, because I also wanted to watch all the special features on the Blu-ray, and uh, that that picture-in-picture commentary is really pretty fun. It is. It's not interesting. They they don't talk about the movie very much. No, but, but it's, it's fun. fun to see those guys sitting around. I literally there. watched the movie, then I watched the picture-in-picture commentary, and then I watched all the special features. I seriously spent like <laughs> five hours on Serenity, and uh, five hours well spent. And it's just uh, it's one of those movies where you forget kind of like the little um, uh, banter between the characters, and then you get really wrapped in Joss Whedon's uh, speak and um, kind of tone. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. And uh, one of the uh, special features I really liked was there's a introduction by Joss Whedon where he's introducing it, to, obviously to some screening um, crowd. And uh, he said that, you know, he says he really wanted to thank these people because without these people, this um, movie wouldn't have been made. But uh, so and sit back and enjoy it until your friends go and see it because, you know, it took a long time to get this movie made. A lot of hard work. But if you think it sucks, don't tell anybody for a few months. And, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Uh, but that is not why that movie didn't get people to see it. It's it didn't do too bad. Was, I think it was uh, like it made like twenty five million dollars. Yeah, but it took a while. Yeah. And, yeah. It did not make its money back. That is for sure. I think it eventually did on DVD and yeah. Blu-ray because but it, did, mean, it did poorly enough that it was hard to even get Universal, not the studio that made it, but Universal to, um, or no, no, they are the ones that made it. It was hard to get Universal to even start considering making a sequel. Yeah. Um, but the movie's fun, and uh, oh, it's, it's really great. cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing the other things that I watched this week, you guys probably watched too. So um, you can oh, talk yeah. about those at the end. This um, is true. Um, so, yeah. Brad, Brad with George. This first. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we know at least one of them. Why don't you bring that one up? 
bring up the stuff we watched to get. Yeah, you you just talk about what you watched this week. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I have five things, six things on my list. Um, I guess I'll start with I rewatched the Lady Killers for the first time. I haven't seen that since in the theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, since the a... theater, it was on uh, some movie channel, and uh, it was actually better than I remember. Did you not like it the first time? No, I thought it was okay. Like it was fun to watch Tom Hanks be goofy and yeah, uh, all the other characters. Uh, what's his name? The guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson. Um, J.K. Simmons. J. Yeah, J. Simmons. Simmons. Like yeah, all the all the characters. Like back then, it was like eh, that was all right. But yeah, maybe I got the humor differently. I find that a lot of times, and, yeah. and especially at Conan Coen Brothers movies, sometimes when you watch them when you're young, you're like, "Yeah, maybe it's all right." But then you go back and watch them, and you you appreciate them yeah. a little yeah, more. Yeah, the sense of humor. Gets and it was better. censored too, so it's like I I didn't think I'd appreciate it. You brought your bitch the to the Waffle Hut, taking out yeah, <laughs> I was swearing, but yeah, it's uh, pretty entertaining. I Bruce Campbell's in it for a few mi- few seconds. Yeah. Where uh, he's like an ice cream truck driver or something. Must be no. the beginning because it, it's at that part, it's yeah. at the very beginning. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Um. So yeah, I always really loved that movie. Like people make fun of that and list that as as maybe the worst Coen Brothers movies, but uh, I don't agree. Intolerable Cruelty is the worst Coen Brothers movie. Uh, by far, Lady Killers is pretty fun. But see, I, I don't think Intolerable Cruelty is that bad, though. It's all right. I own it. <laughs> I think by comparison to the rest of them, it's I I I have seen. I hate that movie. I'll, I'm not anyway. It's intolerable. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then I saw two Park movies. Ray Park? No. The short guy? No. Uh, Gosford Park and Jurassic Park. Dude. <laughs> Nice. So, Gosford Park, um, <laughs> pretty good oh. dramatic movie. Unfortunately, I was hoping for a good murder mystery. Right? No, and it's it not is, a detective murder mystery. It is really not a murder mystery. Well, I mean, it's it is like, to some degree because what's interesting about it is, is that the there is a murder, and then the person who figures out that mis- the murder is not the detective; it's this maid. Yeah, but. It's she not about that. She just kind of interviews a couple of people, and then she kind of puts it together. Yeah, 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 because it's really pretty easy. But the um, rest of the movie is, you know, just great actors acting yeah. for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a costume drama where it's like you're uh, you're experiencing this world that you've never really seen before, and that is interesting enough and drives the plot. Um, and then the murder mystery is just like this weird, more of a, the the murder provides a window into the kinds of social things that were going on at that time. And that's, what's really interesting about yeah. it. And like, yeah. none of the characters actually care that he's dead. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause they're all awful. And I had forgotten when I rewatched it, I'd forgotten that Stephen Fry is in that movie. Yeah. And he has a great part in that movie as the detective. I love how it's his, like, good. his assistant detective is actually <laughs> doing real detective work and <laughs> right. like, solving the crime. And yeah. He's ignoring it. Like, and it sounds like an a... open bookcase here and there's footprints and mud on the floor. <laughs> and it's like, Knock it off! I'm trying to interview this guy. Yeah. yeah, when he when he picks up the glass and is messing with the glass, and then the guy's like, "You're putting fingerprints on that glass." Like, yeah. uh, when he tries to drink the um the liquor. And, <laughs> yes. And it, like, he, <laughs> yeah, it he sounds almost drinks. <laughs> it sounds hackneyed or cliched, you know. It sounds like something out of a bad cartoon, but it because it's Stephen Fry, it worked really well. Yeah. He plays it very well. Yeah. So, um, that's yeah. a good movie. You should check out Downton Abbey. Yeah, I, I'll get that next yeah. yeah gosford park's been on my queue forever right I finally yeah. knocked it off and I was like, absolutely oh shoot i kind of was hoping for like something i could piece together but it's like the last 30 minutes yeah like, exactly oh there's the murder oh and there's the killers it kind of reminds you how much you <laughs> wish that there were a real murder mystery every now and then 
Um, because we don't get any. Yeah. Damn you, dragon tattoo. Um, (laughs) and then of course I watched Jurassic Park, um, on TV and um. What? It was you know just around so yeah. And it's in HD so I don't have the Blu-rays yet so. Checking it out and it was a yeah it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, One of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, it's I, I was just marveling at. Just the the set pieces and like the action sequences they have yeah. in that movie and the, like the tension it builds it's 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 like a monster movie oh yeah but mm-hmm. it's you know about dinosaurs and, and it's just like creatures you the know? fact that that CG has not aged oh yeah that's like really really has not aged that's more convincing Period. than the CG in the other two movies oh yeah absolutely and it's the and I mean some of that is CGI some of that is the the tricks that they used at the time of the you know the making it rain a lot and having things be dark yeah. but. Still, really amazing CG. I know I got my tax refund. I think I might go get uh, that on Blu-ray. Ooh, man. Um, and I, I guess in HD, um, it's it's a little more noticeable when they intercut between puppet dinosaur right. close-ups and then the wide shots. Like you can see, the CGI dinosaurs have cleaner outlines than the footage around it. Yeah. As opposed to watching a DVD yeah, or VHS, you can it kind of blends mm-hmm. together with the fuzziness. The one that the one that doesn't work now is the Brachiosaurus. The CG Brachiosaur and the animatronic Brachiosaur are very clear. You can always tell which one's which. Hmm. Yeah. And that T-Rex, oh, man. What a great Still sequence. Amazing. Oh, uh, gosh. Oh, it's one of the man. best sequences ever in movies. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's that whole brilliant. movie That whole movie is one of the tightest, most perfect scripts. Hmm. It turned into an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. And just how they they deal with all these themes of like playing with playing God and... Yeah. Um, I guess uh, becoming obsolete, you know, paleontologists, like they just realize they're almost out of work because of this thing and uh, the ramifications. Like there's also themes of, you know, here's this park that you think everyone would enjoy, but the lawyer brings up like in reality, the people making a park like that would probably only cater to the wealthy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's just great themes in there that they touch on and they make it interesting. You know, I do love that dinner scene where they're all sitting around and, you know, John's trying to, you know, Convince tell everyone. convince everybody yeah. and then even the paleontologist like dude what are you doing here and yeah. you know and uh the uh, biggest problem is your scientists were so busy concerned were so concerned with whether or not they could they didn't stop to think of whether or not they yeah. should yeah and that line is so good like just because the movie is sort of a horror thriller movie it is not afraid to be intelligent mm. and you know and think about stuff the which is partially because like, it's michael Crichton. we got to save people but see, I don't yeah. Think, yeah, yeah yeah i don't think the book's very good I well yeah well let's because the yeah. one thing I don't like about the book is it's like two page two three four five pages constantly of computer code <laughs> yeah. like really dude like that's really unnecessary. I remember but my, my point is that he was he was really into the the science of what he was doing. Yeah. Like he was always very concerned with you know if he was gonna come up with an idea of how we could have dinosaurs and people at the same time, he was gonna find a way that was scientifically fairly sound. Uh-huh. And so that's what I mean is that he. Um, yeah, I mean, he uh, was always concerned with making things very believable in his stories. I mean, the books whether or not the right, books are good or not, you know, it's all right. It's, it's better than Jaws, the book. Well, yeah. Um, but you're a computer person. Does the computer code in it actually make sense? Oh, I don't know. I'm not that uh, <laughs> into computer. I, I don't know if I it actually had. Yeah. A, I don't all I remember is uh, I don't remember the code well enough to him and getting eaten by the compies. I was like, what the hell? That wasn't in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, those two, and then I saw. Um, Shoot, I should have done more research. I saw a movie called uh, OSS One Seventeen. That's a uh, Michael uh, Michelle Desjardins. 
Yeah, the, oh, the Jean de Jardin behind the artist. They, oh. uh, I guess they've had some other movies. This one's like a spice a French movie, Austin Powers. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um. This. Yeah. John. Jean de Jardin. De Jardin. Uh, yeah, he plays like a. Uh, Say it like th- it's mustard. This French spy, and it's yeah, like it's the French Austin Powers because it's, it's all about, you know, this suave spy who's on this mission, and they play with all these spy tropes uh there's like a sequence where he's getting shot at and um he like runs away and then runs back for the briefcase that he's supposed to be taking and he's still getting fired on and he realizes he forgot his coat so he goes back as the coat he's still being fired on then he like runs 20 blocks and they're still shooting at him (laughs) and you never see the gunman anywhere (laughs) and then uh later on they're like lost in the jungle and uh uh this uh, crocodile starts swimming up to him on the shore and he just pulls out a gun and shoots the crocodile and the cro- this foam crocodile just rolls over. <laughs> so are the, is it good? It, he fishes it out of the river and then like throws on the ground and asks like the woman who's like palling around the other woman spy palling around. He's like, there you go. Go cook, cook us dinner. She's like, I don't do that. <laughs> and then there's like an American spy who always swears a lot. Cause like that's their vision of America's like they're gun toting foul mouth, you know, nice guys. It was, it was all right. It was, um, I, I thought it was funny in some places, um, but it's it's a lot of like foreign humor. Yeah, humor. that would be the biggest yeah. concern is that because it's all French, yeah. it would be. But there's still some good know. gags in there. Like they go to a, um, they're trying to stop some Nazis, so they got a Nazi costume party. They think it's a costume party, but it's actually like a Nazi rally, and he's wearing like a Robin Hood outfit. And, <laughs> um, the guy who takes him there is actually a Nazi, so like he pulls off his wig, and uh, I don't. know. It's. I think it's worth a watch. Like, there's a lot of like sh- the main character, um, OSS Seventeen. He's like a total show misogynist, chauvinist, um, really, like, really full of himself guy, and like they really make that entertaining. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, and Netflix. It's a. I I watched the the one that's lost. In, there's two on there, and one of them dropped off before I could watch it. But mm. uh, the one I watched is Lost in Rio. Oh, okay. So I thought it was worth a watch. Yeah. Cool. If, especially if, it, if plus also they um they also the, like the visual style is very true to like the sean connery the old chunk yeah. yeah yeah so cool. that's cool um yeah and then um are you guys gonna bring up comic book men oh sure yeah. let's talk about that yeah I think that's one of the ones i was gonna yeah so after after the walking dead this year this week was the the premiere of comic book men which is sort of like it's like a Pawn Stars and the Ricky Gervais show had a baby with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Because uh, it's it, it takes place in the Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash in Jersey. Um, and there's some of the, like, some of it is just those guys palling around and talking and telling stories. And some of it is people bringing in their weird shit and trying to sell it to these guys. Um, and it it was good. It was pretty good. Yeah, you know? I wasn't into it like in the first five or ten minutes or so. Yeah, um, I, I thought it built up steam like yeah. Yeah. eventually. It got cause... better as the show went on. It was it was an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think once um, like I watched the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. And yeah, I did. Brian Johnson's hilarious. So when he gets to the, um, what is it? 
uh, when they go to the flea, flea market, market yeah. yeah and he starts <laughs> ragging on ming <laughs> yeah oh, that one dude yeah. came up he's like you can't break that guy's stuff that part was really good oh that was yeah. really good you had to pay him for that yeah that was really that's good that's why i think the show got really good yeah yeah absolutely and just just seeing ming in real life for the first mm-hmm. time i was like oh okay this is uh, that was pretty interesting um being already invested in that and that when guy. they were sitting around kind of doing the podcasting there's some funny moments oh in absolutely that too. yeah 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 um um, the the people coming in selling stuff like the Pawn Stars aspect of it I think is the least interesting thing yeah. Yeah. but part of that is because I don't think that anything any of the stuff that came in was that interesting I don't yeah. think like um, I, I think that's maybe the part of the show that's for people who aren't comic booky and they want that you know because like I know who Bob Kane is and, and yeah, that part was interesting the, though, the yeah. stuff that's like I don't care uh, that much about how much that stuff is worth, or about seeing them haggle. It would be more interesting to see them talk about comic book stuff, you know. Um, but you don't really see any of that. That's for sure. Um, I'm hoping that there will be a bit more sort of uh, comic book store atmosphere. Yeah, I think that's the only thing missing because you never saw people come in and say, "Hey, you know what comics is," and they didn't really test their comic knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Where where you know these guys, you know, know it really well. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a funny rant about you know one comic or one story or one character or anything like that, which is kind of what you want. I mean, it's it's basically like, oh, you uh, you want the show every week to be clerks only real and in a comic book shop. That's kind of what. I feel like I'm expecting, which is probably crazy. Yeah, and I think, too, they're a little uncomfortable at the beginning. So ho- yeah. hopefully after a few episodes, they start uh, the other guys start getting... I mean, Kevin Smith is fine, but, you know, like Walt and... Uh, well, and Walt, like, Walt <laughs> doesn't even want to be doing the podcast. So, like, no. this has got to be his This has got to be his nightmare. But, you know, he, he also draws, too. You know, he did a couple of yeah. Kevin's books. So, I mean, it'd be a good opportunity for him to kind of... Oh, yeah. But you know the I, I did get a kick out of the dude with the Dawn of the Dead stuff, where you thought he was carrying oh, gosh, the yeah. first appearance of Bobby Batman Connors. or something. <laughs> you know, he had it. He had it handcuffed to him when he came in with it. Like that's how much he thought it was great, and then it was nothing. And the weird, the weird lady with the uh, the Chucky, <laughs> Chucky doll. Oh uh, gosh, that was. I think I've seen it in Spencer's for like sixty bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. eight hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she was like, "Well, it's really part of the family." Even though I have two of them, but I did too. That even was uh, there, there's a couple parts. I mean, the flea market part was really funny. Yeah. But the uh, six million dollar man, you could tell that Walt really wanted that. Like mm-hmm. he, he was. You could see in his face. He's like, oh my gosh, I, this is something I wanted. I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah. That, was so that part, cool. you know, when you're a nerd, is kind of cool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like when when that came in, then they cut over to the guys in the studio with doing the podcast, and then there was like a little spiel about um, the six million dollar man and how much he liked it and all of that and. How that was it when he was a kid, yeah. And, and watching the six million dollar man fight the the uh, <laughs> the, the Sasquatch, yeah, exactly. <laughs> rip its arms off. <laughs> I want to see that episode now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gotta be on YouTube. Oh, oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, well, yeah, so, that was probably the most the most entertaining parts of the show. Um, it was certainly not just a big pile of shit. Uh, no. And I'm I'm pretty sure AMC is not spending that much money on it, so it'll oh, probably yeah. stick around. <laughs> I mean, how much money could it possibly cost to produce that yeah. show? We were talking, did pretty good. I think it was like two million people watched it. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I mean, you know, they are they are pandering a little, showing it after The Walking Dead, but you know, why not? But yeah, you know? I, I read an interview with AMC's president, and he said the reason they did that because they want to kind of create a night where it's for people like us. Yeah, where you can watch The Walking Dead, and then you have comic book men, and then if they can find another show that they can put on. Um, well, The Talking Dead is still showing. Yeah, The Talking Dead. After that, at some point, the Real Nerds Podcast Show. The Real Nerds <laughs> Podcast Show. AMC, you if you're go. listening, we'll do it. We'll do it. 
Um, but yeah, it, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, so if they're looking for another show, or they'll put Hell Hell on Wheels back on. Um, yeah, but but like that one's on Sunday. Yeah, you know, or something like that. I guess they're looking for another show. Oh no, that's right. This was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. So yeah. And then I guess that leads us to The Walking Dead. Right. The other yeah. show that you watched. The other show yeah. that and you broke. Guys watched too. Yes. Broke, broke cable records with yeah. 8 million <laughs> viewers. Broke its own cable record. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, which was pretty crazy. It's a good return. I, I'm I'm glad that it's back. Yeah. You know, the, the cool thing of, uh, oh, Joe, if you're listening, Joe got mad at me because he doesn't have AMC. Oh. And uh, so we were spoiling The Walking oh, Dead for him. Oh, man. Uh, so, Joe, if you're listening, you know, f- skip forward about five ten minutes yeah uh but the, it was an interesting return um it was kind of a little more um mellow yeah and, and i think it, i think it was a, a good return though too because uh i mean after the the gut punch of sophia and yeah the the before the hiatus they ended at such a high note that then to to try and come back with that much energy would be really hard yeah so it made sense to come back and like bring us back to where we were and be like okay this is what happened this is where people are um and it was interesting to have more of a character focused dramatic episode than you know because shane going off the rails again yeah but i i thought i did love that scene um when shane got in the truck and he noticed dell was just staring at him he he gets out and just starts you know saying stuff and dell's not even saying anything to him and he just stares at him you can see shane kind of uh lose it yeah but of course that's not the most the best part of the episode um the saloon the saloon i love that part yeah, yeah. because quick, quick draw yeah oh what was his name it had the the uh the other guy from the show terriers in it which is great um yeah that that moment at the end of the episode which again spoilers but yeah. that moment when you know it's building all this tension and it's the kind of thing that has happened in the books quite a few times where all of a sudden you introduce these couple of guys and we just know like they are no good they're just they're just gonna like steal everything these guys have, and really just you know they're marauders clearly. Um, and that see- that scene is building all this tension, and you're thinking, oh, this is just gonna fuck everything up. Like here's this wrench, and we know it, and we know that Rick knows it. And so then that moment when Rick is able to make this choice to just fucking kill these guys and get this over with is is great because it shows a stark contrast between his willingness to do what is necessary to keep people safe mm-hmm. and Shane's willingness to do what is necessary because yep. there is a there's a real difference in the way that they go about doing things and what they th- what they take seriously. Yeah. You know what I loved about that whole moment too is because you know they ran into Herschel um obviously about 20 minutes earlier and you know they're having that conversation with him right. and it was I mean a great moments through that whole little scene and then when those guys come in all of a sudden, um, Herschel realizes what kind of world he's in. Right. Like, before, he might judge, or he would have kicked Rick out for whatever. Yeah. But then I think, uh, this is what kind of interesting, too, on the show, because I don't know how fast they're going to leave the farm now, because I think uh, the end, Herschel realized that, huh, maybe by this con- guy by knows... By contrast, yeah. these are not bad people. Yeah. Right. And uh, he really protected him, because you could tell... Th- the scene was so well done. Because there was that tension, and you know Rick didn't trust these guys, and you're like, oh, these guys are going to go away. Are they going to be another part of the group? Are they going to have this goofy, they're going to show up, and they're going to be, you know, two, I don't know, clans fighting or whatever you want to call it. And uh, Rick took care of that. When it, and it shows you that Rick's understanding of the world is in line with what 
Robert Kirkman, especially in the books, is trying to portray, which is that with Rick, the real enemy in this world are people. Yeah. And with Shane, the real enemy, like he, Shane is just afraid of zombies. Yeah. That's all he's really worried about. And Shane and, and Rick is worried about people becoming bad people. I think. Which if Shane were worried about that, Shane wouldn't be becoming a bad people. Yeah. You know? Was there a, in the last trade, I think um, there was an interesting monologue that Rick had where he was talking about, um, you know, when there's no rules, you really see who the good people are. Right. And um, because no one can. I mean, when there's no rules, I mean, who's going to protect people and who's just going to take from people? Right. It's a really interesting um, and it's way to what, look at it. Yeah, it's it's always been how Robert Kirkman has a, a, has approached yeah. The Walking Dead is that, you know, the, the Walking Dead are there to stir things up, but they're not the real antagonist. Which and, is where that show is going. <laughs> Yes, and uh, you know, uh, and Lori's in trouble. In case you know, you missed that brief moment where she got hit by a zombie and flipped her car. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. And that was a little weird. That whole story. It, that, 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 that was a little goofy. That, that plot line of how she like suddenly needs to get information to Rick and then decides to drive into town. That that was the one place where I was like, this is this is yeah, cause they starting just to go off sent, the rails. Yeah, because yeah. they just sent Rick in. Like, they just yeah. went to town. Like yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, felt like time Glenn had not passed, and what she needed, the information she needed to get him was not important enough. Yeah. Um, when, uh, my mom was watching it, and as soon as the car flew, she's like, well, that baby's dead. Oh. So, maybe. Wrapped up that nah. storyline. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> anything, anything that serves the plot will survive. Um, the only th- other thing I didn't like is, I guess, I don't know who she is, but is she, like, uh, one of Herschel's other daughters? Oh, the one who went into shock? Yeah. Oh. yeah, which I don't think is shock. I think it's another zombie fever. I think she got scratched, but like, maybe. Oh, maybe. yeah, because she's the one that runs over to his mom. Yeah, yeah. After her mom. They, they, those characters have been through. Like, how does does none of them bring up that maybe she's getting that fever? And oh, yeah, a that's zombie? a like, that's a good choice. That's yeah, good. I don't know. Uh, catch. I didn't even catch that. I, I think that I, it might not. It might. She might be in shock, but to me, it looks like she's changing so, so you caught that before yeah. i did and i watch yeah. zombie movies like they're going out of style yeah I, I i remember being worried about the other show but i completely forgot that even happened in the episode yeah. um yeah she's probably a zombie it's like get herschel figure out what's wrong with her like you guys have seen this before right right <laughs> yeah because they saw it with what's his name all first season a little bit of second season mm-hmm. or maybe they're so concerned about getting herschel back they just didn't even think about it i don't know yeah. anyway i hate it when characters act dumb yeah and Movies. And if <laughs> it's something that I probably shouldn't be worried about because from what we've seen in the show so far, it's that you know they may not set up storylines the best, but they will finish them fairly well. You know, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Is that everything you watched this week? That's all for me. Cool. Well, that's that's, that's <laughs> almost everything that I watched this, uh, that I watched this week. Comic Book Man and The Walking Dead were also on my list. So the only other thing that I watched was a movie called The Guard. Which was a was sort of an indie Irish movie from last year. Um, it, going into it, I was sort of expecting, you know, I was expecting it to be sort of the imbruge of the last year. You know, small movie takes place in England or in um, Europe, yeah. sort of town, Europe town, Europe country, Europe land. There we <laughs> go. Takes place in Europe land uh, about some interesting characters. Crazy things will happen. Um, basically it's about this, uh, Brendan Gleeson plays a guard and he's like a, they keep calling him a guard, but he's clearly like a police, a local police officer or something. Um, and he stumbles into this, this drug murder plot 
and uh, Don Cheadle plays an American FBI agent who's trying to track down these drugs. And it's weird because it it's not really plot heavy. Like he he figures out the the story fairly easily. Like it's it's a simple story, but a lot of the scenes are this guard who is an abrasive jerk kind of character that half the time you don't know if he is and i mean this is this is clearly stated almost too clearly stated by the movie you don't really know if he is stupid like really stupid ignorant just a jackass or is actually pretty smart and a real jackass um and he he walks that line really finely um which is i mean brendan gleason is really great in this role um it's Anyway, so most of the movie is him sort of interacting with people in this town or people, these bad people and things like that and seeing the interesting way that this character would react to these things. But, and it's it's pretty good. Uh, the ending is a little bit silly. Uh, silly might be unfair, but anyway, I, you, people should check it out. You might really like it. It's certainly not in Bruges. In Bruges is a different kind of class of movie. Um but it's still interesting. Uh, and that's everything I watched this week. <laughs> you know, I forgot to mention in uh, Real News that uh, we did a a poll question this week. Oh, gosh. And See, um, you don't feel as alone anymore, No, in you? fact, you guys should feel alone because I, <laughs> I asked a bunch of people, um, you know, what their favorite Star Wars movie was. And uh, a whopping 14 said uh, oh, 14? Revenge of the wow. Sith. Yeah. Yep. And the only two people no, who no, said No, no. Actually, that... it's not two. Uh, Laura's sister agreed that Phantom Menace and Duel of the Fates was the best part All of right. the prequel. Really good, prequel. Jenny. Nice. And is. she even she left a comment about saying Duel of the Fates. So yeah, no, that's cool that is. a chick knows that stuff. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. I really do. It's cool. So thank yeah. you everybody for voting and agreeing with me because I'm the best. I told I told you, Brad. Brad and I are absolutely the minority as far as that movie is concerned. Yeah. So we. Uh, I understand it. Yeah. And I guess we're all in agreement that Attack of the Clones is... Yeah, yeah nobody no voted for voted Attack, Attack of the Clones. Not yeah. a single person. for Attack of the Clones now. Yeah, yeah well... Because... <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing... No, there, yeah. there, there are redeemable things. Yeah, I, lo- I love the Yoda fight scene in it. Yeah. And actually, yeah. on Blu-ray, when the uh, the Clone War starts and they're fighting, looks amazing. Obi-Wan Kenobi's entire plot line, including... Uh, well, especially including the, the fight scene with Jango Fett, is awesome. Yeah. And it's it's, really, it looks really cool, like a, the rain and stuff. And it's something. It it brings something to the Star Wars universe we haven't seen before, which is Jedi being detectives, which is cool, and then getting to see an actual Boba Fett fight, even though it's not Boba Fett, but mm-hmm. getting to actually see what that character could do is really cool. It is. So, anyways, this week we saw um, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, and Brad, should people go see Ghost Rider? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, he, he wasn't really oh, thinking man. long about that, loyal listeners. He was just trying to be nice about <laughs> yeah. saying it. Like, he, well, I, I he really, was trying to figure out if there were more words to more strongly say no. <laughs> Given the amount of effort that you know all these individuals put into these things, like whether they turn out bad or good, like there's still a lot of effort by a lot of people behind the scenes. That yeah. Do that. So, mm-hmm. and me not being as involved as they are, it's really hard for me to ever put down a movie. But it's, yeah, it's a movie where you can see a lot of people worked really, really hard. Yeah. But no one should see this movie. Yeah. No one sets out to make <laughs> a bad movie. No. And, well, Paul W. Sanderson yeah. probably sets out to make a bad movie. True. But yeah, it's just like because he is a hack. I, I just have to admit, like I 
just really did not enjoy watching this at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, was, <laughs> I was bored through every moment that wasn't yeah. badass, and there weren't enough badass moments. No, I, I agree. There were a few sprinkles of coolness, but it there gets were, old really fast. There were even a couple of jokes that I would say were actually good jokes. Yeah, me too. So uh, we'll go ahead and listen to the trailer. There's good and bad in all of us. It doesn't matter how far you run. There are some demons you just can't escape. I need your help. This child is in danger. I don't save people. If you don't help, the devil will have a new form. One more powerful than he's ever known. And a shadow will fall upon the earth. Save the boy and lift your curse. I've made a lot of mistakes. But Danny's the one good thing I ever did. That being the case, we better make sure he doesn't turn out to be the Antichrist. The rider's going to come out. He'll destroy whoever's got coming. I'm not afraid of you. I walk away now and just train one demon for another. Plus, I have some personal issues I kind of like to get fixed. Riders coming. Hell yes. Yeah, the I, I was talking to James. I think the biggest <laughs> problem with the movie is it seems like it builds momentum, then it just stops. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, the pacing is... There it's mo- bizarre, isn't it? Just, it's all over the map. There are multiple times where the screen goes black for a, for a long moment. Like, almost Lord of the Rings Return of the King, long moment. Mm-hmm. And then it has to come back and start building momentum again. And it's just... It's crazy, you know? Put a star wipe in. Just get the, keep this thing <laughs> yeah. moving. Um, but, I mean, it, it's kind of unusual to have a reboot with the same lead character. I mean as... it's not it's not entirely a reboot. Like it really is a sequel, but it's a sequel but does uh, it, like I, Punisher Warzone honestly, where I have it not, tries to not I haven't seen the fir- the last Ghost Rider since it was in theaters. Does he sign a contract that way? I don't think he does in that movie. We don't really see I know he made a deal. He makes a deal with the devil about, yeah. and it is to save his father. It's but Peter Fonda and not but, uh, but it's like yeah that's right yeah it's shot differently it's all and it's terrible Wes Bentley oh my god yeah it's the only thing I can remember about the first one is it's not good and uh, the ghostwriter says stuff like burn it now which I was and really it's got hoping Eva Mendes in it yeah and I was really hoping this movie wouldn't have that stuff and it kind of does it's got some of it yeah but it it almost feels it feels a little bit more earned and it feels a little bit more 
it feels cooler because the the animation and the way the design of, oh, of yeah. Ghost, Ghost Rider is way cooler is this. way badass. Like honestly, anytime that there are two things that make this movie watchable at any one time, and it's Idris Elba and it's the it's the writer. Anytime that either of those things is on screen, I am interested in the movie, or at least at least there is something to look at that I am interested in watching. Idris Elba outacts everybody in this movie. Oh yeah, and plays a character that I'm he actually plays interested despite in, despite his terrible dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's given terrible it. dialogue, but he reads it in but a way that I'm he, like, okay, cool. He's one of those actors who's always pretty cool. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's cool in Thor. He's awesome. I love him in oh, The Office. He's amazing. In Thor. Um, I actually just watched those episodes this week. Yeah, you know, he's really good in The Office, um, and he's just kind of that guy who's kind of building up some steam right now where people yeah. are starting to appreciate who he is. Yeah, he's got a really popular show in England called Luther that uh he's great in the show. I'm not I wasn't a huge fan of the show, but But yeah, I mean the what was the director's Neville Teen and Taylor? Neville Teen and Taylor. Neville Teen and Taylor. They um, like they bring a lot of energy. Like the thing yeah. I do appreciate about them is I mean the film has tons of energy. Yeah. Um, the they they came up they they created the the two crank movies. Yeah. Uh and then they did they did Gamer before this. Um they do, yeah. They're they're crazy guys. Like they yeah. put a lot of work into their movies. They do a lot of like, um, you know, they they actually hold the camera, which is pretty unique for directors. And one for one thing, but then they'll like have rollerblades on their feet and be rollerblading behind the guys on the motorcycles. Or um, the one thing that people were talking about a lot is that in the first the first ten minutes of the movie are, are pretty cool. Um, and at the end, there is this scene where. Idris Elba's character goes flying off the side of this cliff. And what they did was they had this line set up for him to be pulled off of mm-hmm. this cliff on so that he was safe. And then, like, his motorcycle is going behind him. Well, to get the shot they wanted, uh, one of the two directors with the camera was on that line, shot off of that cliff first in front of Neville Dean and Taylor, which, or in front of Idris Elba, which means that the directors, and they, this isn't the only time they do that, the directors are doing some of the stunts with the actors so that they can get the shot that they want to get. Yeah. Which is just, it's the kind of passion in filmmaking that you you have to respect. You have oh, to yeah. see them and be like, this is really cool. The problem is just the they put a lot of work into it, but the product that you get out is not that great because the, they're not great storytellers. No, that's the big problem. Like, you know, I mean, the pacing is what hurts. I mean, the, the action scenes are fine. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, sometimes I think they're, they're a little too energetic yeah like like, like some cutting's yeah. kind of goofy mm-hmm. but i mean like you said you can tell they put a lot of thought into them and uh but I, you, the biggest problem with the movie is seriously nicholas cage because <laughs> hamming it up yeah time. exactly yeah he's and, he's gone crazy and that's you know his biggest problem lately like he is a good actor mm-hmm. like he can be yeah. a good actor but you know even in this movie he has moments where i was like oh i'm kind of starting to kind of like him and right. then all of a sudden he does something totally bizarre where yeah. he says you know what i'm not chewing up enough of this scenery so um when i talk to this guy that i'm interrogating all of a sudden i'm going to be like going <laughs> i'm nicholas cage <laughs> and the thing is is that under with different directors they probably would would tone him down but these are the guys who made crank like they don't know how they don't understand moderation and so they probably no. saw that stuff and thought like that is too cool go even further like they take oh, yeah. they take everything to the extreme um and the nice thing is that because this movie requires a certain amount of re- you know realism uh, they they can't do the the kind of really crazy shit that they've done before but um it's still yeah when he does those weird moments you can just see them 
giggling in the background yeah. thinking it's the coolest thing ever and it, and it just it it breaks the story it breaks the character and i don't know it's like i said i don't know what's up with nicholas cage but like his choices lately i mean drive angry he's basically the same character yeah. he, he wears a leather yeah. jacket has sunglasses shoots people escape from hell yeah escape from hell and he's just it's like dude you know you you were in con air right <laughs> yeah and, uh, well maybe that's not the i mean i love con air but that's not the best yeah, example but you know or he I won mean, an oscar yeah, I mean, leaving Las Vegas or something. But, you yeah. know, he just he's just too bizarre Adap- for his own good. Adaptation. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just too bizarre for his own good. And yeah. I think you're right. I think these uh, the directors don't know when to tell him to stop. Yeah. You know, and that's part of being a director. He's like, dude, maybe do that a different way. Right. But I think you're right. I think they embrace it because right after that, there's a whole scene of him coming right at the camera going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole, like when he's riding the motorcycle at you. Yeah, he's just flipping out. It's like yeah. 30 seconds yeah. of him. Like cackling and yelling some, and screaming, they hang on Whoa. some just unnecessary yeah, shots for oh, the yeah. longest time. Yeah, like okay, it's, we they get have, it. Move on. They have <laughs> a really weird sense of humor, and that's where it, it comes out. And it's one that, um, much like a sort of Sam Raimi sense of humor, you have to sort of be in on the joke. You have to appreciate that sense of humor. Um, but the the difference is, is that they let that sense of humor get in the way of them telling a good story, whereas Sam Raimi doesn't. Usually Sam Raimi, when he puts a joke in there, it it has a point or it breaks the tension on, in a good place, whereas they put in these weird shots and these weird scenes and you just don't even – like um, the, one of the times that the ghost – that the writer gets shot by the, with a missile – or no, 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 when the, when the uh, flashbang goes off and – the next t- the next thing we see is uh the is the writer floating in the air like he's out of a nine inch nails tra- uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, music oh, yeah. video spinning and then it, and then he just drops to the ground yeah. and he's walking again and we're going uh, why was there ten seconds of the ghost writer horizontal spinning in the air like he was in that in the the, the one creepy nine inch nails nails trailer like it was the same pose I. I it was that kind of stuff that they just throw in there, and I don't know why it's there. Were you guys uh, like halfway through the movie sitting and wondering like, what is the plot of this other than him yeah. trying to not be the ghostwriter anymore? Like, yeah. What does this kid have to do with anything? And, and that kid was terrible. Yeah, the kid was not very good. Like he was the most morose looking motherfucker ever. Well, what does the devil want with him? I don't understand. Their whole incantation of the devil well, in general is a fairly uninteresting uninspired well the gypsy was about to die and the deal he made with her (laughs) is that she'd have to carry his kid yeah so he she would so when he's born then he could you wouldn't have to worry about dying is what i got out yeah yeah yeah. because because since the kid is half devil half human then the devil can can uh take over control of that body and that body won't deteriorate the way that his bodies have in the past remember there was that one cartoon scene where like you know, Stalin was the devil. And, oh, that's the other thing. I... And the and Dracula was the devil. And, you know, like there were a whole bunch of people who had been the devil before, and now this guy, this business dude, was the devil, and so he wants to have a like a body that can just live on forever. And that's the whole plot. You just reminded me. I love those animation sequences. Like, I think they're the best part of the movie, even though they're kind of out of place but well, they're like, all i don't like nick cage's uh <laughs> yeah, narration the, over the it though. Oh, yeah really bad. i'm just talking about the art oh yeah the art yeah. was cool yeah. the art's pretty cool and it's so um, bizarre that and th- like they have those sequences but we get like aerial bold font for the credits and yeah uh <laughs> yeah. times new roman for the intro part of just the title mm. it's 
I was like, this movie is just all over the place. Like, did yeah. they run out of money for graphics? Or? No, it's because the guys who directed this movie are all over the place. I guess Crank is aerial. You, you, you said something. Uh, you said something beforehand that that sort of stuck, which was this feels like a movie directed by second unit directors, which is sounds really unfair. It sounds like you're saying that it's directed by bad directors or directors who shouldn't be in charge, but. You know, the, the second unit on a on a movie is often the people who are directing all the action, and they're doing some pretty, they're often doing some pretty crazy things. Um, and these guys are totally those guys. Like mm-hmm. they're those guys who are just obsessed with cool actions and cool shots and that kind of stuff. And what can what can they pull off? Um, but much like Jurassic Park, much yeah. like Jurassic Park, they are not concerned with whether or not they should pull it off. <laughs> um, you just brought it right back around. I yeah. did. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I have to respect these guys, but at the same time, I am yet I have yet to see a movie of theirs that I enjoy. Yeah, it's not. You're right. I mean, it's not like they're not trying. I mean, I mean, they say tried to make it a cool Ghost Rider movie. You know, yeah. the first one is. Oh, it's horrible. I don't even. I can't even t- tell you what it's about. I don't remember. I remember um, the bike rolling through this smog swamp on a. Yeah, they're but they're like pulling, they're pulling the, the trees. He's oh actually driving God. it. Yeah, they're pulling. That the, was terrible. There's no background. It's just black, and there's just these dead trees set up. It's, like, a, it's something about like the the brother of the devil is doing something, and and Ghost Rider has to meet up with Sam Elliott, and then Sam Elliott and him ride through the desert together. But Sam Elliott doesn't show up at the end to help. Coolest yeah. scene of that movie is Sam Elliott as the Ghost Rider riding on a nightmare. It's the only good thing about that movie. Yeah, the rest of it is just trash. Oh, he's reminded me he was another Ghost Rider, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually what I thought was going to happen in this movie, which I thought was going to be really cool. Was we were going to find out that Idris Elba's character was um, yeah, or some the sort way, of supernatural. The way, guy. well, I thought that what he was was he was somebody who wanted to be the Ghost Rider, and so the way he was going to get the ghost, the writer out of Nick Cage, Johnny Blaze. Well, oh, fuck, I hate saying that name. Uh, the way he was going to get that the go, the writer out of uh, Nick Cage was going to get it into Idris Elba, you know, steal it. Um, but he was yeah, just yeah, a generally good guy. It. Yeah, no, he was just an awesome guy. And then Christopher Lambert, how far you have fallen? Yeah, I was asking myself. Yeah, the Highlanders in this movie. Yep. Yep. What was their problem? They just wanted to kill the devils. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 wanted to kill them so they so they wouldn't have to worry about. Yeah. Why even worry about the devil's son getting possessed by the devil? Why not just kill the devil's son? Makes sense to me. Yeah, and that one uh, guy who touched people and they decayed, like. uh, Except for the Ghost Rider, it doesn't decay as fast as everybody else, I guess. He's as goofy yeah. as the guy in the Punisher Warzone <laughs> yeah. villain. That was, a, that was a good joke, though. Like, everything decayed except the Twinkie. He could eat yes. the Twinkie. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was one of the good jokes, yeah. Um, and the animation for things decaying is really cool. Yeah. But then the, like... The Leftovers de- was terrible. The the Leftovers? Like, after he made them decay. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. The, the stuff you're looking at, you're like, this is gross. But then the he's given, like decay vision or some shit like yeah, where yeah. everything goes black and white and it just looks shaky and i think it's because they didn't have enough money to do really good decay cg for every time he decays somebody uh so they came up with this fucking bullshit yeah because the first it, one looked it really just, good yeah it did it looked really cool and i was like i want to see more of that i want to see more Ghost Rider, and i want to see more decay right but then there's like there's that cutaways from nicholas cage transitioning from you know Ghost Rider to human form again there's a lot of just cuts. Like, they don't just show right. the flames retreating and then his no. face forming again. It's just like, 
he's flaming. They cut to something else, and they come and back they come to him, back and, and he's it's, Nicolas yeah. Cage. Which, again, is because they don't have enough money to really do yeah. that kind of CG. But the, but the Ghost spend... Rider, I will say the Ghost Rider looked way better. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. He looks so cool. Like with the bubbling when he, costume. and the, That first time that we see him, I was just like, don't let this scene end. I just want to keep watching the the animation on that Ghost Rider. And the, I, I think it is actually should be attributed to Nick Cage, because I'm pretty sure that it's still just... Nick Cage in a green hat. It is, you know? I, and so I, the way that he like the animation, the way he's moving, and the things he's yeah, doing with that character. That was one of his big things. Cool. He said in an interview before I, I read an interview with him before I went and saw the movie is in the f- last movie he wasn't the Ghost Rider. Yeah, um, standing. Yeah, yeah, there's a stunt guy who was in this movie. He was the Ghost Rider. It's totally better. It is. Yeah, you I can mean, tell. In fact, it's so much better that I don't want him to turn back into Johnny Blaze because actual Nick Cage is shitty by comparison <laughs> to fake CG'd over Nick Cage. Um, Maybe that's his new career. Yeah, the Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will be Gollum in the new <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, yeah, this movie's just. That's about it. <laughs> Man, I really kind of wanted this to be pretty cool. Yeah, and after the first ten minutes, I was thinking, "All right." And Anthony Stewart heads in it. It's got a badass late title card. I'm like, "This is gonna be good." And then that narration started, and I was like, "Oh, this is, this is just what I don't want." (laughs) And I made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Who? What? And again, like, if you make a movie where there is a human portrayal of the devil, it needs to be awesome and that guy's like really good uh he's in rome as julius caesar he's really good in that yeah. i forget Munich, it. Yeah. he is he was like their whole portrayal of the devil was just like the most uninteresting yeah like by comparison the the first thing i go to as a far stroke as, towards the end of the movie yeah <laughs> the first thing and i guess I, the ghost rider is so strong as he can just yeah, shoot the devil the back down to the, hell he's not a scary devil like the first thing i go to is constantine constantine still to me has the best imagery of the devil i've ever seen on film like having that when that character shows up you're just like this is cool i don't know gabriel that, byrne in the end of days was pretty good oh, i don't remember that you know i haven't a, seen that movie in a long time one of my favorite arnold moments ever in any movie is uh the devil comes into his apartment and um he's trying to scare schwarzenegger and uh schwarzenegger says you think i'm scared of you you're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A fucking choir boy. <laughs> saying it to the devil. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, the end of days. Not did, the best. Didn't that movie come out in 1999? It did. <laughs> I think it was 98. Maybe 98. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. All I know is it's uh, like one of Arnold's darker movies. Oh, yeah. Absolutely it is. And it's better than people give it credit for. Yeah, it's better than Ghost like, Rider's Spirit of Vengeance. It is. They were heavily advertising. Like, this is Arnold's dramatic turn yeah like yeah you get to see a sensitive side to his acting <laughs> <laughs> he was he was true. he was suicidal yeah but he also called the devil a fucking choir boy so that was pretty cool jingle all the way is probably a, a more <laughs> dramatic will but anyway uh anywho ghost rider so ghost see rider. yeah yeah if they make a ghost rider three rider three i will probably see probably it. not there was like 10 people in our theater <laughs> <laughs> this is true yeah which is sad and we didn't see it in 3d so yeah, I, no, I, I take that. No, 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 yeah, no. I mean, I think maybe the animation part would probably be really cool in 3D. But I think when he took over that uh, construction crane, that might have been a pretty awesome in 3D. That was the most boring giant action scene I had saw. It was like it was. that was that was just going, and I was like, "This is supposed to be badass, but I am bored. <laughs> this is dumb." They're probably um, so the, if the Ghost Rider can take over cars and 
motorcycles what if he took over a big you know giant machine how yeah. badass would that be and yeah. then we got this boring yeah. right especially because it comes right after a scene where they're shooting the ghost rider with javelin missiles which yeah. is not as cool as it sounds but it sounds cool enough to make up for how not cool it is you know what i you know i just remembered that last sorry uh, that's the last thing i'll say is like the last scene he purposely like killed that kid yeah like <laughs> yeah he did to get to the devil <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's got this like redemption redemptive moment where he he turns back into the angel of justice and gives that his soul back. But you're you're forgetting, and I totally did. He flipped that car over and he killed, killed that, that little kid. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, some hero oh, he turned wow. out to be. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Anyways, next week we'll be seeing Wonderlust with Jennifer Aniston, yeah. which I wish she was sure. naked in it, but yeah. she is not. She is not. Unless you guys think of something else. I just else, hope then. that there is something funny in that movie. Um, it's made by the guy who made uh, Wet Hot American Summer and Role Models. So I like Role Models. Uh, and some people are saying it could be a prequel to Wet Hot American Summer or a sequel. I have not seen Wet Hot American Summer. It's all right. Yeah. It's like uh, kind of like Days and Confused. But there's a lot of uh, people from Paul Rudd's in it. And so there's a lot of people huh. that you know now. Yeah. Check I'll it out. Check it's it out. You can, it's streaming, so you can check it out. Oh, streaming. cool. Um, but you can follow us on Twitter, Real underscore Nerds. You can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can read our amazing blogs at realnerds.tumblr.com. You can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on iTunes and on our uh, blogs. We're everywhere. We're like the zombie virus. We just spread everywhere. I'd like to give credit to the Digital Bits for my DVD uh, release information, which I forgot to do earlier. Yeah, I love the Digital Bits. That's a website I've liked for so many years. It's been around forever. Been following them for a while. Me too. I love that they put it all easy to find and even the obscure things. So, yeah. um, This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Should people be looking forward to something? I am. Soon we're going to do a 1999 Best of the Year podcast. Retro podcast. Sometime. A retro podcast. Um, I have, go back I've, in time. I've started working on mine. <laughs> I, I, I have nine. I'm just, I, I got to fight over what the 10th movie is and then put them in order. So as soon as we know exactly what, um, when we're going to do that. Yeah. And we then gotta, Brad, we Brad to, will make a banner for it. We have to have a week where we're He'll not. call it like extreme movie podcast but with an x well it, it it'd be the film film explosion poster but done the way that 1999 looked i'll do an animation where it like shows 1999 then the one will drop out and the nines will flip upside down and then fire will shoot out of well, dude. <laughs> uh, hey maybe end of days will be on mine <laughs> i know that's why i brought it up i was like i think i think that's that year is it really shoot sure you're a liar, man. I'm going to look it up when we're done here. Anyways, bye. Bye.